Good morning, my friends. Welcome today to Morning Glory. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. I'm so glad that you're here for today's program. Now, today, let's take our Bibles and go to the Gospel of John, chapter 10. And we want to talk today about getting over the target, directly over the target, so that we can aim our prayers with great specificity and get incredible answers to prayer. I really feel an anointing to teach this message to you today. Now, again, we're going to be in John chapter 10. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the scriptures so that we can understand them, take them and apply them to our lives, and see your word work for us. Now, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And around the world we say, Amen. John chapter 10, verse 4, And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Notice it says, he brings out his own sheep. Well, we're going to talk today along the lines of divine guidance, but I want you to understand that in this area of getting over the target, you can only get there through divine guidance. And a lot of this is going to have to do with the leading of the Holy Spirit. And it's fascinating. Back in World War II, when the Allied bombers would bomb uh, certain areas, they said that whenever they got over the target, that's when the flak would be the fiercest. Uh, the good part is, is they're over the target. They can release their bombs. The bad part is, is that the enemy is now, uh, they have you in sight and they're shooting at you. But my friends, God's protection is here for you today. And God is going to get you right over the target. I want to go into more of this, of what I mean by that here in a few more minutes. But first of all, while we are going to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us to get over the target, I want to talk a little bit about being led of the Holy Spirit. When God leads us, He actually goes before us. And when the Lord goes before us, then He has the ability, as only He does, to break down walls, to open up gates, to do things that we as humans could never do. Now, yes, God is going to be using angels, quite a few of them, uh, on his behalf to accomplish his plan for your life, but they're all working under the command of the Lord of hosts, Jesus Christ. So let's take a look at this in the gospel of, excuse me, not the gospel, but the Psalm, the 24th Psalm and verse seven, lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. When the Lord is leading the way, there's no barrier, there's no gate, there's no door that says, you know what, I think I'll just stay closed anyhow. No, when the Lord comes, everything is clearing out of the way for the King of kings. In other words, when the Lord leads the way, and He's breaking these things open, it means that for us, there's no struggle. 
Now, that doesn't mean that we don't apply ourselves. Yes, we use our faith, and we also walk in wisdom, and we're hands-on as much as we need to be. But at the same time, there's no frenzy. There's no frantic motions. There is no sweat. Sweat in the Old Testament was a symbol of man's efforts as contrasted to God's efforts. And that's also why God had, with the priest and the high priest, he had a dress code. And in that dress code were certain ways that the cloth had to be made, and you could only use certain types of cloth. Why? God doesn't want the priest out there sweating. He doesn't want them to look like they've just played basketball for court, uh, you know, running up and down the court for two hours and soaked with sweat. No, that, that's not the picture that he wants to have represented. So, my friends, when the Lord goes before us, we don't have this crazy struggle because the Lord is doing all of the heavy lifting and we're just following along behind him. Now, the reason some people do face tremendous struggles is because they get themselves in the things that God never authorized them to get into. So I think today's message will help some. There will be a few that could be struggling with this issue, and you think the burden is too much, It's this is all too hard, I can't take it. And sometimes it could be because people haven't followed the Lord in the way that they should, and they're trying to lift gates and open doors uh, in, in directions and paths that God does not want them to go. And you know what? The angels can be marvelous in causing there to be frustration or certain types of resistance in areas that God does not want us to get into or go in. Praise God. May your hand never hold, may it not even touch what God has not destined for you to have. You've got enough to keep you busy for the rest of your life with the good plan that God has for you. You certainly don't need to be going to the left or the right because there's a million different directions you could go in and start getting in the things or trying to get in the things that God has never called you to do. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's also look at verse uh, verse 8 because when God goes before us, then there is triumph in us following behind him. Verse 8, who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Praise the Lord Jesus. So we're moving forward. We are following the Lord as he is leading us on, and he's doing all of the heavy lifting. Now, when God leads, he goes with us. This is very important. John chapter 8. Let's take a look at this scripture. John 8, verse 29. And he who sent me is with me. Oh, he who sent me is with me. If he sends you, he's obligated to go with you. He's also responsible for sending you and uh, overseeing that things go well for you. Why? He has sent you. If you go on your own, it's a very different experience. But Jesus said, and he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. 
for I, I always do those things that please him. So he's with us when we are going with him. Praise God. When God leads us, he goes with us. Now, this is also very important to know that when God leads us, he empowers us to accomplish his mission. So along with the leading, as we follow that leading, there comes what? Empowerment. And we see this very clearly in the fascinating story of Gideon. Let's go to the book of Judges chapter 6. And again, remember that when he leads, there's empowerment. When we follow that leading, there is an, an empowerment to do what? To accomplish the mission. Wow. Verse 14, then the Lord turned to him, that would be Gideon, the Lord turned to Gideon and said, go in this might of yours. So there's the directive, there's the commissioning, go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Woo! So he was sent by the Lord. Well, we have to ask ourselves, since he was sent by the Lord and he followed that leading, he was obedient to that leading. Did he achieve a good outcome? Yes. He accomplished the assignment or the mandate that God had for him. So with that leading, there does come empowering. So you need to be happy because God's with you. You're not on your own. God is not only with you. He is empowering you to do and to accomplish that assignment. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, when God leads, he also works through us, directly through us to accomplish the works that he has prepared for us. Paul mentioned this in the book of Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. But that, that energy or that empowerment and that willingness that you have to do it, and then the strength to execute it, that all, be, that all is coming because you're following that leading. In other words, this equipment doesn't come when you're off doing your own thing, totally contrary to what God wants you to do. This comes with following that leading of the Holy Spirit, God's plan for your life. Now, here's something else that's important to know. When God leads, he works with those whom he is leading. He literally works with them. And this is something that you want to be involved in on. It's one of the greatest things to be involved with God, and he's working with you to accomplish his purpose. And let me say what God has for you to do. We, and we all have different callings, different assignments in the body of Christ, different assignments within the kingdom of God, different anointings, different administrations, different giftings. But whatever it is that God has for you, please know it's important. Don't ever belittle the grace that God has bestowed upon you for you to do what he has called you to do and endeavor to be the very best at it. Praise God. Now, I want you to see a great example in Mark chapter 16, Mark 16, verse 20, of when the Lord is leading, he's leading you and you follow that leading, then he'll start working with you. He'll work through you. Verse 20, and they 
went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Now, again, it says the Lord working with them. Wow. Can you imagine Jesus standing right next to you uh, at your job, on your assignment, and he's working with you? Well, in this case, he's working with them, and there's miracles and so forth that are taking place. But regardless of what this working might entail and what it might produce, know that God is with you. When you follow that leading of the, of the Holy Spirit, God is with you, and he's working with you as well. Praise God. Well, I certainly, I certainly like this because when God is with you and you're following that leading, he's also obligated to protect you. And when you have a knowledge of God's will, which is his word, and you see that uh, what God's plan for your life is, you can also understand, well, he's going to protect you so that you can get it accomplished. And in the book of Exodus chapter 23, this was accomplished through the angel that God had assigned over the nation of Israel. Verse 20, Exodus 23, verse 20, behold, I send an angel before you to keep you, to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. God's prepared a place for you. As you follow the Lord, follow the leading of, of the Holy Spirit, the angel of the Lord will also be there to help move you forward, to help keep you on that path, and also to bring protection into your life. But you need to be aware that this is what God is offering and embrace it, expect it, step into it, and you'll see it work in your life because they're coming into territories with all these little nation states that were surrounding uh, uh, them and they're in the land of Canaan. You have the Amorites in verse 23, the Hittites, the Perizzites, and the Canaanites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And the Lord is saying that with this angel, he's going to cut off all of these enemies of Israel. Praise God. So you have to understand that even though you can be in a very dangerous place, God can still protect you. He can protect you. And I, I tell you what, we really need to get back to this. Um, he can protect you even if they tie you up and try to shoot you or try to stab you. Uh, I've heard so many stories, but we also have biblical precedents that when God's protection is upon your life, you cannot be hurt. Praise God. Look at Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. Praise God. I like this story. This is a little bit unusual, but it's not. It's supernatural, and if necessary, it's what God could do for you as well. Joel chapter 2, verse 7. They run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation, and they do not break ranks. They do not push one another. Everyone marches in his own column. Though they lunge, listen to this, though they lunge between the weapons, they are not cut down. Sharp swords going everywhere, spears, daggers, knives, and it's, it's missing you. Or if it is hitting you, it's like deflecting off somehow supernaturally, and you walk out of a, 
of a fierce battle and you don't have a cut on you. This is incredible. This is the supernatural protection of God, but it comes with being in that path of following the Lord, of following the Holy Spirit as he is leading you and he'll lead you in the safety and he'll keep you Mm-mm. even in the midst of dangerous situations. But you have to be aware of what belongs to you as a child of God, believe God for it, and trust God, and you'll see it work in your life, even if swords uh, that would be trying to stab you, they're just, they can't penetrate. Praise God. Amen. Though they lunge between the weapons, they are not cut down. Woo! Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, there's protection, as I was saying, that comes from following this leading of the Holy Spirit. And these blessings are quite extensive for the man, the woman, that is in pursuit of God and is endeavoring to follow the will and the path of God. And what is going on is that as you're working with the Holy Spirit as the spirit of guidance, as you continue on this, journey, what happens is that he will begin to reveal himself to you as the spirit of glory. And you'll begin to see prayers answered in your life, events unfolding in your life that are God's plan. And it's a beautiful thing. And it's a glorious thing. And you'll begin to know the Holy Spirit is the spirit of glory. Praise God. And you'll just want to lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. You've done it again. Praise God. Amen. You know, in the natural, here on the earth, it's very common now. We have GPS. You have it on your phone, your tablet. You've got it on your vehicle. Now, some of it can be intrusive, you know, because it's not like you want to always want, uh, you know, big brother, you know, to know uh, where you're at all the time. But if you're on, you know, GPS and you're synced with that, uh, yeah, somebody, you know, uh, is able to identify uh, your location. They have little uh, homing device uh, things. Let's say you're on a you're on a ship and uh, you're out in the middle of the ocean. Uh, and all the ships have these. But if if something happens and the ship begins to sink and you're in the middle of the Pacific, you can all get into the life raft, the little safety ship, and uh, you're launched off that. But you're out in the middle of nowhere. Well, all you do is you take this little thing and pull it, and it sends uh, a signal. Uh, that you, from what that little device in your hand, it sends a signal straight up in the space to a satellite. And that satellite can report to Coast Guard and other authorities and give them the exact longitude and latitude within like three or four inches. So they can come in right on top of you. They, they will know exactly where you're at. And these things are amazing. And, you know, a lot of the GPS was designed for aerospace uh, things along that line, military technology, and it's all filter, uh, filtered down to us. But the Holy Spirit, He's able to bring us in to tremendous proximity to what God has for us. This is fascinating. I, I want us to look at a verse today from Psalm 37. And this is really the verse that I've been wanting to move towards uh, throughout today's message. You probably have it memorized. I know many of you would know this verse from heart. Psalm 37 and verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord. In other words, 
you serve the Lord. He's your desire. He's what makes your world go around. You belong to him. He belongs to you and you, you love God. So you delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Now here's something interesting. When you talk to a brother or sister in the Lord, and you begin to have a conversation and you ask them, you know, what is it you want to do in life? What do you feel God's called you to do? Or what is your purpose in life? And sometimes people respond by saying, I want to do this. And I believe God has this for me. All that's good. But what you can realize is that uh, within the heart of a person, uh, they could have many things in there. As you pray and wait on the Lord, you begin to see God's plan for your life. But some of that could be, you know, you could be picking up in the spirit something that's five years off or 10 years off, or you could be picking up something that's not even for you. Maybe it's for somebody else. Maybe there's an anointing and it's stirring all of these things up and you're able to see a lot of stuff. But just because you're seeing that, that doesn't necessarily mean God's telling you to do that. It could be a great idea, but that could be something later that you might share with somebody else. And they think, hey, yeah, and then God gives them a green light to go do it. So you have to really get dialed in because within our hearts, it's very possible that we can get a lot of clutter in there. But here is what is so amazing about the Holy Spirit. He can filter and shake out all of these things that we have in there. We could call them desires. And it's plural, so it's obviously more than one. We can have all of these things that we want in there. It could almost seem like maybe an extensive list, right? But the Holy Spirit can shake it out and filter away the ones that are either not for now or, or not forever. Because some of them, you know, people get uh, very soulish sometimes and they think they're being spiritual. Uh, you, you cannot be spiritual if you don't have a prayer life. If you don't follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, you could end up in some very strange places. So you want to spend time with the Word, and you want the Holy Spirit because He's the rain or the, the moisture so that you don't get all dry, you know, and that, so that you're walking in a fresh anointing. And you, you can follow Him, and He'll take you into exactly what God has for you. Woo, praise God. Sometimes we can think very adamantly even, this is what God has for me. And you know, you can get you can get into a place where you're in faith, but you're actually dialing in on something. You're trying to come over the target of something that God hasn't even asked you to target. <laughs> and this is this is why we have to follow the leading of the Lord. Stay in step with him. Let him lead. He'll go before us. But my friends, if you, if you target something that God has not told you to target, you will become a target. Now, I heard Bobby Connors say that many years back, and he actually got that from the Lord in a visitation, but it's very, very true. I see sometimes Christians that have ended up in some very uh, uh, difficult places because they wanted to get into something that God did not have for them. It, it, it could be something that maybe God would eventually have for them, but they want to get it. They wanted to move there, even if it was premature. And they got there, and they did not have the ability 
to sustain it or uh, to keep it going. And then the next thing you know, there's struggle. And then the, the next thing you know, there's like cries for help and pleas for, oh, oh, somebody help or, you know, or everybody pray. <laughs> and if you ever get into something that you realize, ooh, God's not in this, then you need to, you need to move out back out slowly with wisdom. It doesn't mean you just drop everything, but you have to do it very wisely. You know, I even heard uh, Bishop David Oyedipo talk about this one time where he was building a church uh, and they, they were moving ahead with it and uh, putting a fence around it and, uh, uh, you know, putting a, the, the walkway down and had done a put a, they had put a lot of money into it and a lot of work into it. Now, of course, this was in the early stages of his ministry. And the place that they had been renting or leasing, uh, the owner would not renew the lease with them. And he said, you, you all need to move out. Well, they said, okay, yeah, we'll move out. And we'll, we're going to move over here to this place that we have already been developing and working on. And God spoke to him and said, he said, even if you continued to pour money into that, and even if you finish that, God said, I'm not in it. I'm not in it one bit. And of course, Brother Oyedipo realized that he had made a mistake and very wisely closed the whole thing down. And you know what? We have to walk in humility in these areas. Um, none of us are perfect. And this is a man today that has a, uh, a church that has over 400,000 members. And I'm happy to hear that he's building his new facility that will seat 100,000. And of course, it's already, they said it's already too small. They haven't even finished building it yet. And uh, it's already too small. But God is doing great things. But sometimes in our, in our reading of scripture, such as delight yourself in the Lord, he shall give you the desires of your heart. We can, be, we can become very focused on what we think these desires are. But we really need the Holy Spirit to help us to filter and get it right. And that's what I mean by get over the target. The Holy Spirit can take you, and it may not happen overnight, but it may take a few weeks or a few months, but He can move you into a place where you get so accurate, you're right over the target. And when you are, that's when you ask for your heart's desire. Because now you know what it is. And it's not like you're presenting a list to God of, 418 things. No, you're coming there with very specific, very focused request. And that is how you also get miraculous answers. The prayer, praise God. Oh, we, we want to be accurate and precise in these things. But again, the Holy Spirit helps us to sift out what is not of God or what could be of God, but it's just not for now. And he helps us to realize, oh, this is the thing that God will honor right now. You know, it was two days ago. I had a tremendous time with the Lord. I was at home by myself. I, I had the whole day. And I, I got over into a place of prayer because I knew there would be no interruptions. And I turned every form of communication off. And uh, uh, just uh, was, in a sense, like locked into my secret place with the Lord. And I got over to a place I completely lost all track of time. And I began to have a tremendous time with the Lord. And the Lord began to visit with me and refresh me. And he, uh, he shared something very 
special with me. I can't share all of it, but I will say this. The Lord spoke to me, and as he was speaking, I could see it, what he was talking about. He said, I have given you everything you've asked for. He said, I have given you the desires of your heart. There were two things that I greatly wanted, and I got over the target some time back. The Holy Spirit took me over the target in prayer, and I, I realized this is God's will. And I'd filtered out all kinds of other things that were grouped kind of very closely around it, almost like with it. So I had to let the Lord help me like, Lord, which, which, uh, which is of you and how do I sort through this? And it took hours. It actually took days of me praying on it. And the Holy Spirit, when he was done with all of it, there's only two things left. And I said, oh, Lord, this is so beautiful. I said, Lord, if you would do this, it would be like a dream. I stand here today to tell you he's done both of them. He did both of them. And he visited me in my prayer time. And he said, I have given you exactly what you've asked for. I have given you your heart's desires. And he did. But please understand the context. You've got to get over the target. And it's only the Holy Spirit who can really help you identify the target. Now, remember also, when you get over the target, the enemy does shoot flack. <laughs> but you drop your prayer bombs. Hallelujah. You, you pray in the Spirit. You have your spiritual armor on. And that's when you ask. And it doesn't really, in situations like that, first of all, God's going to protect you. But when you're over the target and you realize it and the Holy Spirit's like, that's it. This is, this is what, this is the thing that God has for you. Ask then and you stand in faith. And you know what? You come into it with no struggle. And others may look and think, wow, that must have been very, very difficult. And you say, well, it's God's grace. And at the same time, you realize Man, God walked me right through that. All you did is walk behind the Lord. He's lifting the doors. He's opening the gates. He's doing all the stuff. And you're, you're, you are using your faith. And, you know, you are uh, aware of circumstances that would seem to try to say it's not going to happen. But you, you just realize God's got this. And you realize this is the desire God put in me. But my friends, in order to see the desires of your heart manifested, some are seasonal, and some are yes, and some are no, and then others could be, God will work with you on some, there could be some flexibility on some. But in these areas, if you do want success, you've got to get it right, in the sense, let the Holy Spirit lead you. Look, I, when I was young, uh, in the Lord and began to learn things about, say, like word of faith and, and a good teaching like that, I, I would think, uh, God's going to bless me with a house. And I'd see a real pretty house for sale. Uh, I'm going to use my faith. I'm going to buy that house. And then, you know, like a few months go by and nothing really happens. And then I'd change my, uh, my uh, focus. Then I'd see another house for sale somewhere. Yep, I like that one over there. That one's, that one's even prettier. I, God's going to bless me to buy that house. In the name of Jesus, I claim that house. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do that for a while, and you know, some time goes by, and you realize nothing happened, and you think, okay, now what's working here? What's working here? And then God begins to—he's moving in your life, and the next thing you know, God's got you moving somewhere, and you don't even live in that area anymore. And so it never would have even worked out, even if you had owned the house, you'd have to turn right around and sell it or something like that. And you know, all of these things have to be submitted to Jesus as uh, His Lordship and the leading of the Holy Spirit. And when you start getting lined up, you become a high flyer in the kingdom. 
I, I tell you, there's something about the Lord. He is so gracious and good. Just walk with him. He'll start to bless you, do such good things to you. He'll talk with you and he'll show you how to move forward in the unique and specific plan that he has for you. There's the body of Christ collectively moving forward. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. But there's also, uh, you know, of course, as the church is made up of individual saints, and you are a saint of God, a man, a woman of God. And the plan that God has for you, in order for it to come into fullness, you're going to have to be a person that follows the leading of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And as you do, you will see heart's desires come to pass that, uh, and, and I told the Lord, I, when he told that to me, he said, I've done this for you. I said, Lord, it's like a dream. <laughs> I said, it's, it's like a dream come true. Honestly, it's what I've wanted for years and years. And now, now I'm standing in it. I, I won't say what it is, but uh, two things, very, very sacred and special that God did for me. And I tell you what, he's a good God. He'll do these things for you too. And I believe, I believe you're about to come over the target. Some of you are about to identify, that's it. That's the heart's desire. Praise God. And of course, when you get that right, you ask, you might as well start making room for it. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. God's going to do it. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for those that are watching today. They have heart's desires. The person watching me, Father, has a heart's desire. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit leading them into that place of tremendous accuracy of not only asking uh, for the right thing, but also understanding this is the right timing for this thing and just knowing what fits and also knowing what doesn't. Father, we thank you that one of the greatest things of peace is not have to carry something that we're not responsible for or not having to produce something that you haven't even called us to produce. Oh, God, we thank you for the release and the freedom of walking in sync with you through your Spirit. We thank you, Father. It is absolute freedom. It is a pressure-free life. Father, may your people know this path, and may they know no other path of sweat. We thank you. We give you all of the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And around the world we say, Amen. For those of you that would be watching today, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He's ready to save you right now. And He sees the desires that are in your heart as well. And He'll take you into a place. Well, trust me, He'll put a big smile on your face. Amen. And you'll be praising the Lord. But first, you need to know Him. You need to make your peace with God. Why don't you do that right now? Just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Wash my sins away. I give my life to you now. Jesus, write my name in your book of life. Step into my life and lead me and guide me from this day forward. Thank you for saving me. In your name I pray, amen and amen. Those of you that have just prayed the prayer of receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'd love to hear from you. Why don't you email me? Contact at stephenbrooks.org. Just say, Pastor Stephen, I gave my heart to Jesus. I prayed the prayer of salvation. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Now, my friends, let's take Holy Communion today. Grab some grape juice and some unleavened bread. I use these little travel communion cups. But whatever you have, get yourself a cracker, some uh, grape juice. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the juice and the bread. We pray blessing and consecration over this now. And we thank you that through this prayer, this is sanctified. This is the body and the blood of Christ. Now, Father, as we receive the Lord's body, we just thank you that you're helping us to get right over the target. I thank you, Father, there are those that are watching me that they have had their moments before they've gotten over the target. They're about to see the manifestation, the answers to their prayer. But, Father, I have found over the years that when we get it right on asking for the heart's desire and we get it right, Father, it's amazing how quickly it can come. Even big ones, may, even big ones may only be a few months out. And some have already got the target. They've already asked. They, they could be within days of a miracle. We thank you, Father, for the promises of your word. We thank you that you're a good God and that you have such great interest in our lives. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's receive the Lord's body. Praise God. This is all possible because of what Jesus did for us at Calvary. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's receive his flesh. When you begin to recognize the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of guidance, you will soon see him also as the Spirit of glory. Oh, praise God. He will open the glory realm up to you. He will, he will reveal Jesus to you and the fullness of his promises, of his word, answered prayers. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. It's mighty cleansing power. If we've committed any sins, we ask that you would forgive us, cleanse us, wash us. We thank you. Father, we also forgive anybody who would have sinned against us, would have done anything wrong, would have said anything spiteful or mean. We forgive anybody, everyone, in the name of Jesus. We forgive and bless and move on in faith and love. We thank you, Father God. We give you all of the glory and praise. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Oh, we give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us now receive his blood. Oh, praise God. Praise the Lord. We're in the midst of a very special time. I've been teaching lately on Obed-Edom, how the Ark of the Covenant was kept in his house for three months. It was a life-changing experience for him. That even afterwards, when David came and picked the Ark up and took it to Zion, we know that Obed-Edom eventually moved <laughs> to Jerusalem also because he wanted to be around the Ark. And he was he ended up around the ark and the tabernacle system of worship permanently as a gatekeeper, a doorkeeper. Praise the Lord. I see you working in beautiful harmony with the Holy Spirit and God's word becoming your strength, your food, and your nourishment. Surely, my friends, God will be speaking very clearly to you. So thank you for watching today. I look forward to seeing you back 
next time. Till then, stay richly blessed. Bye-bye.